0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest podcast in the world. This is Secret Scam. This is Secret Scam. Hello. Yo, my name is Open Mike Eagle. Thank you for listening. Thank you for clicking uh, download or preview or play any of the... um, buttons on your computer or phone console that you might have pointed to with some cursor device and selected then executed a yes I want to thank you for doing that and listening to my podcast is episode 51 of secret skin on this episode I feature a talk with a buddy of mine and a front of the rap group atmosphere The one and only slug is on our program. We thought of, uh, we tried to think of the most glamorous uh, setting for him and I to have a conversation in. And so uh, we chose to talk while he did his laundry. Man, it is uh, almost release week. My new record, Hella Personal Film Festival, is out March 25th. Uh, If you guys uh, stay till the end of our program, I'm going to have some more audio off of that for you. We put out a song last week called Admitting the Adorphin Addiction, and I'm going to play that after my talk with Slug, and I'm going to do that because this is my podcast, and I can do whatever the hell I want. The Hella Personal Film Festival, my album with Paul White, is out March 25th. You can uh, pre-order that at mellowmusicgroup.com or at Bandcamp if you look it up. I'm recording uh, from a swanky hotel room in Las Vegas. It's like a, it's a suite. And there's like steps in it. And there's this like this little gate. It's weird. It's like this little gate, so if I fell out of the bed that I wouldn't fall over the step into my fabulous living room area that features an abundance of crushed velvet. Did a show here last night, part of the Neon Reverb Festival. Uh, We're on the way to Austin. We're in South by Southwest. I got five shows there. Check your local internet listings. For where I'm playing, I actually, just look at my Twitter. For most things, you can just kind of look at my Twitter. I write things there. And then, uh, playing Glow in Theory in LA this month. That's uh, March 30th, right after the album. It's kind of like the release party, kinda, but it's mostly just me doing most of the rap songs in front of in front of a small group of friends and um, strangers on Molly. I love low end theory though. Oh, speaking of low end theory, I have a um I have a mystery for you guys. You guys ready for a mystery? <laughs> okay, look. So this is the thing, right? I wanna tell you guys this story, but I can't reveal to you who the person is that I'm talking about because it would be kind of rude. Um But the story is so funny to me that I feel like I have to share it with you. Scandinavians. i have to share it with you uh skintelopers visitors to the skinterlands anyway so speaking of low-end theory the last time i performed at low-end theory this really famous guy was there and after i was done playing uh like i was like talking to some people in the audience and i looked up and he was just standing there uh and he was like trying to get my name and contact like he was trying to work with me and stuff. And this is like a famous musician, dude. So I'm like, oh, shit, this is cool. Um, so I get his um, his email and his number or whatever. And uh, I've learned in my experience that when you like are in a situation like this, you have to like uh, reach out to the person immediately before they forget who you are. But um, so I emailed him the next day and he hit me back. We made some plans for making some music because he seemed to be really interested in doing that. And um, after a while, he stopped answering, which was kind of not surprising, disappointing, but not surprising. I ended up uh, running into him again at Loin Theory about a month ago. And I'm like, oh, yo, what up? I wasn't even going to mention it. And he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I've been out of town. Okay, wonderful. And at the time I was shooting these videos like that weekend. You guys will see those soon. And I was like, oh man, it'd be the illest thing if you could uh if you would like to make a cameo or something in one of these videos. He was like, oh shoot, that'd be dope. So I gave him the info and he uh didn't answer the emails, didn't show up. Fine. You know what I mean? Like, that's all good. These things happen. Um But out of the blue, a few days ago, I sent him this email that said, what up, though? I do that sometimes. People are busy. He's a busy guy. Sometimes you just got to, like, send him something to yank their tail a little bit or something. (laughs) Um, But he hits me back and he goes, he goes, "Um, can we meet for breakfast? I'm like, well, yeah. Uh, And I say, what day? And then he doesn't hit me back. And then at the end of the night, I sent him another email that day. Like, it was a few hours later. And I was just like, Did you mean tomorrow? (laughs) And this is the funny part. This is the funny part. I said, All that just to say this. He sent me an email back saying, Oh, my bad. I have responded to the wrong message. So the whole go to breakfast thing was for somebody else. (laughs) That's hilarious. Anyway, gosh, speaking of famous people, I got slug on the program. And that is a guy who under most circumstances will email me back. You take that other mystery famous person. You take that. Oh, if you guys want to guess who it is, go to infinite slash uh, secret skin. There's a message board there. And uh leave your guesses there. Um, I would love to see these guesses. Um, and also so you can submit questions there or to omebooking at gmail.com. Intro is getting long. About to talk to Slug while well, he does his laundry. There's a secret radio hour. We're on a laundromat, so there's a lot of background noise just for, for the people listening at home. They're going to have to, uh, they might hear the occasional quarter dropping into a uh, holder of some sort. Uh, some wheeled carts moving around, that sort of thing. Here um, chilling with Sean. Hello. A.K.A. Slug Hello From uh, from the rap Outfit atmosphere
1: It's an outfit It's an outfit Yep Is that w- the best way to describe it? I'm wearing it Right now Yeah? Yeah So
0: you are it Or you're a part of it And you are wearing it Well
1: You know it's You don't get to be a part of it It's a part of you hmm. That's what my outfit is That's Right
0: Because rap is something you do And hip hop is something you wear Yeah Is <laughs> that how it goes Yep Hey
1: you right? Right, I'm Joe Piscopo. I'm in original, but the kids don't know. I was spitting flows before flip phones back when it wasn't cool to rap about sniffing. Cucky, you right? It might be a shit show, but you ain't fucking with this, bro. Your wee feet got no signal. We feet sucking on my biggest toe, and now I'm all up in harmony in the middle. And
0: we're here at the laundromat. You're uh, on the road, you're doing your laundry, which is, and I'm kind of glad that we're here because it's like. It's one of the less glamorous parts of the lifestyle that people don't always get to see.
1: Man, it's one of my favorite parts. Yeah? Why is that? Because everybody in this room is on an equal plane right now. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no dichotomy of the stage. There's no uh, who, who got more money than who. Right. who uh, ain't nobody looking at each other's shoes or their hair. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Everybody in here is just washing their dirty drawers. And so
0: you're in town. You played... Uh camp flognaw yesterday which is the odd future festival so i was you know i was taken aback by how young crowd was i can't tell you the last time i'd been somewhere even remotely part of something where like things skewed that young huh um
1: so it drove me crazy okay um but i imagine that's something you see a lot i mean you know we throw sound set every year right and it's uh a that audience ranges right. from twelve to f- fifty-two. You know what right, I mean? Like, right. um, and I mean, just within the nature of what I do for a living, I do see a lot of youth. You know, I see a lot of I see I see a lot of young kids at the shows. Right. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't shock me, it, 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 and also it allows me to kind of find my role as far as where I'm at now. You know, it's like. I'm kind of. I've kind of become Uncle Slug uh-huh. to a batch of kids who didn't necessarily. They weren't there when right. we dropped Overcast right. or Lucy Ford, right. but but their older siblings or their older cousins or maybe even their mom or their dad was there. Right. And so I'm becoming. I don't want to say multigenerational, but but I'm seeing situations where a mom and her son are at a show together. Right. And they're, they're using our music to bond. Wow. You know what I mean? And it's giving me new perspective on what we do. You know, I, I I knew years ago that me and Anthony were tapping into something really special with our audience. But now that I'm seeing this, it's got, there's just there's more layers to how special I see some of this. Huh. You
0: know? So, and, and Anthony, for those that don't know, the seven of you out there that don't know, Ant is uh, your producer, and you and him together make up atmosphere. That is correct. So, this new perspective, does it figure into the music that you make going forward
1: you know it to 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 my own disadvantage no not yet Mm. i feel like if i could figure out how to um how to tap into that from a creative space i think that there's a, a lot of room to explore some really interesting stuff there right but i don't know i i have not really figured out really how to necessarily relate to that you know? because me and my own son right. don't really have any, let's say any bands that we both appreciate enough to go see together, right. you know what I'm saying? We both love music, but you know- he's How old in, is your son? He's 21 now. Okay. And so I try to relate on that level, but me and him, we both love music and we talk about music, but right. it's like, well, if I want to go see Bill to Spill, he's like, I ain't never heard of them. Right. He wants <laughs> to go see something that I ain't never heard of, right. you know? So we don't really have anything. I mean, aside from Ice Cube probably, right. Ice Cube or, or uh, I'm trying to think of who else, Farside. You know, if we were to go see that, I think there's that moment where we both would be like, yo, this is awesome, together, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I you know, on one hand, like I say, I, I wish I could figure out how to tap into that creatively, but also it's just another thing that I'm going to shield myself from and not allow to permeate. What I do when when I'm attempting to be creative, you know.
0: There's a lot of stuff you shield yourself from.
1: I don't, man. I try not to let anything in, you know. Other than Anthony, uh, my goal is to make him laugh. Huh. When I write, right. You know, um, even when I'm writing something serious, I I try to hide things in there that uh, that will strike him. You know, the thing is, me and him, we're very different with right. how we listen to music. We're very different with who our favorites are. You know, we're not necessarily we we like different stuff so when i can make him laugh then i know i'm tapping into
0: something other than just something other than just, just what you value and that,
1: and he is my i guess he 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 is my uh what's the word for when you practice on so where you throw something uh, uh, you know my oh uh sounding board my sounding board yeah. exactly okay. you know that where i can play it for somebody outside of my own head
0: when you first started was your relationship to writing an ant the same way when if i'm taking it back to when i first heard songs like scapegoat um overcast was your goal still the same then
1: you know my goal when i was writing that stuff was to make other rappers check for me word you know i was trying to impress other MCs. yeah. yeah. and eventually that goes away you know you reach a point where you're like ah you know what i'm never gonna rap as good as black thought mm-hmm. ever it's just why I, instead of trying to crack that code, let me write my own code mm-hmm. and so I wrote my own code you know still fairly early on, like right around I would say I guess once I made the headshots tapes you know but right around Lucy Ford was when I was creating my own code okay uh so i only I only spent. You know, the first twenty years of my life trying to impress other MCs. Right. By the time I was about thirty, I was off that. I didn't care anymore.
0: What was that conversation like with yourself creatively, where you're like, "I'm going to stop doing this to try to impress them, and I'm going to go in this other direction."
1: Well, I felt like, um, like I was, I was in my late twenties, and I didn't see this as being a a possible career. Hmm. And so I reached a point where I was like, man, if I'm gonna keep putting a lot of energy and time and effort into this, like like, you know, without without seeing any sort of resources come back, right. then I'm gonna do it my way, I'm gonna do it on my terms, you know? I, and, and and so I kinda gave up on the ideas of being a rapper huh. and just started making music for for me and then for Anthony, you know what I mean? And you know the the joke there the magic is that's when things started to actually happen for me
0: how did you know that things were starting to happen can you remember
1: oh man i uh we booked a tour that was like 60 dates you know this 2002 and we had like 60 shows and i started mailing cash home right like cash right. putting it in a box and <laughs> handing nine thousand dollars every week to a post office to right. get it back to back to the record store to you know, and, 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 and I lost track of how many I sent home. Right. So I got to go home and go, hey How much was that? How much cash is here? <laughs> you know? Um and I wouldn't say even then did I really think, Okay, there's a career here. I just thought, Whoa, I just bought myself some time before I have to go and get a job. Right. You know? And and I guess that was that was kinda the that was how it continued for many years, you know. Every record, every tour, I was just buying myself more time before I was gonna have to go back to the workforce and start working for like old white men again. Right. And now I don't feel like that. Hmm. Like I don't think I'll ever go back to that workforce. Right. You know, now I'm at a place where even if I was to lose my voice right here as we sit here, I have created options for myself to work for myself right in in some aspect or another you know i think i need to smell fresh air so i stepped out the back door and fell down the stairs the sunlight hit me dead in the eye like it's mad that i gave half the day to last night the bad sight made me trip on my ass right into that patch of grass like that's life all of a sudden, I realized something. The weather is amazing. Even the birds are bumping. Stood up and took a look and a breath. And there's that bike that I forgot that I possessed. Never really seen exercises. I mean, being at that
0: carnival yesterday and seeing 20,000 kids who were very much connected to the brand of Odd Future the clothing, the look, the style uh, it reminded me of rhyme sayers in a certain way being a sound set and seeing how a brand could become that impactful how did you guys go about building your brand
1: you know i don't know that we ever were were like let's build a brand sure that was like some that was a language that was created that we used in hindsight right at the time we were just trying to Connect with fans, right. connect with audiences, connect with people. Uh, my my goal was always if I could get you to appreciate my music and to believe in me, mm-hmm. not as an MC, but as a as a person. Right. That's, you know, and a big part of that was why I was putting so much of my personal shit on record. Was because I was I was trying to I was trying to figure out how to connect myself to that, connect it to Anthony, and then on stage. When, on, when I'm on stage figure out how to connect it to an individual so that in time maybe you would support a book or maybe you would support uh, if I came out with an energy drink I don't right. know you right, know what right, I'm saying right, right. but if you believe in me and believe in what I got to say and believe in my work ethic and my moral code and, and whatever it is I, I'm presenting here maybe you'll trust that my co-sign of this artist, you might want to check him out, or right. maybe you'll trust that you know. Hey, this, these shoes will make you jump faster. Or something. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I don't know, but we didn't. You know, I don't think we knew we were building a brand while we were doing it. Uh, now that, yes, we built a brand. I can look back on it and go, well, you know, we're only fifty percent responsible for that. Sure. The kids, the kids built that brand. The kids were looking for something, and they helped build it just as much as we built it, you know what I'm saying? Because they were trying to fill a void, and they helped, and they used us, they positioned us in there to fill that void for them, you know? And in that regard, there's a lot of outside influence in that, because why was that void there, you know? I feel like the whole indie movement of the late 90s and the early 2000s, a lane was created for us, because people were knee jerking to what else was going on in the industry. And so they turned to go find anything else.
0: Something more significant something, and impactful for them personally.
1: Something that they felt they could represent without themselves feeling as if they were being fake. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I appreciate every branch of this tree but I know I can't pretend that every branch represents me right. you know what I'm saying so certain parts of this tree I listen to as an observer other parts of this tree I listen to as an actual advocate who took took a space on that branch you know what right. I mean and so and I and I feel kind of like we were fortunate to be at the right place at the right time for a lot of that you know 5 years later 5 years earlier Might not have worked. If I had to start today. That's the next question. Oh, (laughs) if I had to start today, I don't know. I'd get it done. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not not that I think there was anything special about me that was timeless that would work at any point. You know what I'm saying? For me, I was at the right place at the right time, and I was also the right age, man. I was, like I say, I was probably 27 or 28 when God Loves Ugly came out. I was 30. I was 30 when God Loves Ugly came out. Many of my peers were 25 and 24, and I was a little bit older. And so I already knew to stay away from cocaine. I already knew to all these things that had i been younger, I might have gotten trapped up in. But because of how old I was, I was a late bloomer. Add that to the timing of everything, I was fortunate, man. I, I, I fell into a lane. It's easy to say, oh, we created our own lane, but nah, man. Part of me, I fell into a lane, like a marble, landing on a, on a track that no, that no other marbles were on. So I was able to just roll. Sometimes it feels unnatural
0: to be constantly in transit, to be in one place every night in a different place when you wake up. Um, and then there's some people who just absolutely love touring. It's their favorite part of the job. Where do you fall?
1: Oh, I love touring. Yeah. I do. But when I'm on tour, I miss home. Of course. You know, it's a double sided knife like when I'm at home I can't wait to hit the road again and when I'm on the road I can't wait to get home but the truth of it is I really really love being on stage right I love I love that people will take the time to listen to what I got to say Mm -hmm. performing the songs are fun yeah but the, 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 the moments in between songs are some of my favorite parts you know because that's where I get to crack a joke or tell an anecdote or or but that's where I get to give you parts of me that don't make it into the records Right. you know but I love it I love being on stage and that I think goes all the way back to when I was a kid I was a I was a little smart aleck class clown always in trouble always talking out of turn you know I was a kid other kids wanted to punch because I had jokes you know what I mean like I always wanted that kind of attention negative, positive, whatever Mm -hmm. I was looking for that kind of validation I was a Oldest to three, so I felt like my voice was booming. Right. You know what I'm saying, like, right. and that translated into my adult life. You know. Mm.
0: You gotta. You got any good life hacks for touring? What's a, What's a good?
1: Uh, oh sure, what's man. What's something you picked up? Oh man. Over the over the years. I mean, always do laundry before you need to. That's uh, real. <laughs> you know, uh, try not to eat greasy meat and shit like that. Um, I don't know if I can curse. Yeah, so, you, so, yeah. Okay, my man. Yeah, go for it. Uh. I'm trying to think, what's what's important? What do you eat? What do you eat on the road? Man, I, I try to keep stuff as raw food based as possible. Really? Yeah. but so I like, you, I'm a fried food dude. You know what I'm saying? But but like uh, go to grocery stores and shit a lot or Whole like, Foods all okay, over work. the place. Not that's not my co-sign of Whole Foods because they're evil, just like everybody else. But they do have a food bar that yeah. is, you know, it's very it's relatively cared for. for yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know
0: what I mean? More than what you're going to get most places for sure.
1: Um, you know, I'm I'm a I'm an advocate. of eating as healthy as possible on tour. I can't say that I'm the best at it, but I do have a crew who also are into it. So it's become much easier now than it was five years ago because I ain't the only one that's thinking about it. Right. You know, Anthony, Bill, you know, there's a hand, Doug. There's a handful of people in, on my bus that they're all they're all really trying to make sure that they don't get sick. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like hand washing your hands. You know, is a huge thing for touring. I don't think these are life hacks that people couldn't have figured out on their own. No. I wish I could give you that one. <laughs> Let me think.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't prep you, so Let me give you, know you that me? one
1: gem. Uh, baby wipes.
0: What a baby wipe! What do you use them for? For everything. Yeah. Yes.
1: Always. Take What's me- the last
0: thing you used the baby wipe for?
1: I use baby wipes today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I use baby wipes for anything, man. <laughs> you ain't gonna make me say it, man. I just need to know. <laughs>
0: I've never really been into a situation where I felt like this is a good situation for baby wipes. No, fam, there should always
1: be baby wipes in your backpack. Okay. Even when you're not on tour. (laughs) Anybody who's ever had kids should know this. Uh, Yeah, well, we, you know, we we still got the baby wipes in my son's room. There should be a pack in your backpack (laughs) for you.
0: Okay, I'm going to try that for a week and see if my life changes.
1: You know what? (laughs) I'm, you're going to text me and be like, yo, that was, good looking out. I finally get—I got the gem. That was the gem. I'm glad to get it out.
0: That's what's up. Um, what is your least favorite of your responsibilities?
1: Well, because of my affiliation with the label, oftentimes people pull me into conversations and dialogues that I really don't care about. Right. That I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not... I took a step away from a lot of the the business weaving, you know, navigating the world of business within the label because I learned early on it was a little bit of a conflict of interest. Right. With me being an artist on a label, making decisions, like hovering over my own projects. Sure. It's not, it's a conflict of interest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need to kind of when it comes to that, I need to back off and let the label make those choices just to make sure things, you know, we were kind of talking a little bit about that in the car to make sure things stay fair and also to make sure that my dealings with other artists can really purely
0: be, be, that. you know
1: what I'm saying, without, you know, and so it's crazy because there are times when, say, somebody like me and Sadiq might not be on the same page.
0: Right now, Sadiq, for those who don't know, is the guy who actually manages the label. He's the
1: guy. He's uh, he's the he's the guy with the vision. He's right. the guy. He's the brains behind the label. You know, and there are times where me and him don't even agree when it comes to you know. Let's say an artist might have a complaint. Right, I'm supposed to have the labels back because I'm part of the label. But I, you know what? I don't always. You know what right. I'm saying? And that's real. And because and, and, I'm an artist, and I, I get it from another side, I get the other perspective. Yeah. And so, and so. I prefer to be that. I prefer to be able to be the artist here. Be
0: purely that.
1: Yeah, yeah. because I feel like I can be more... Um. I feel like I can be a, more, I can be a, a bigger asset to everybody that way. Right. You know, even to the label. To, for them to have an asset like me, who can come into a meeting and be like, nah, here's why you guys are wrong. Mm-hmm. You And you guys aren't out there like this, so I know this. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, ha- I have an experience and a certain... Knowledge and a certain set of skills that 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 the other guys that sit at that table don't always have. You right. know what I mean? And so, so that's not really explaining my least favorite responsibility. That's that's what that's where I like to be. But sometimes, especially like uh, people who are on the outside, who who are who are looking from the outside, who really don't know a lot about us, they just assume that I'm like a CEO type. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and I don't like that. I don't like that responsibility of you projecting that upon me and expecting me to to react like that.
0: Right, because then you got to have answers to all sorts of questions that you do not likely have.
1: I don't have. I don't want to have. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm not here to... Man, I don't know how much they're going to spend on me right. or you or right. what. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. I don't care. I'm right. over here trying to write a song. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, now, in the same breath, though, it goes the other direction, too. Sometimes when an artist is wrong, and I know they're wrong...
0: You, you're able to tell them. I'm that.
1: able to tell them, and, and it's easier to hear from a guy like me. You right. know what I'm saying? Because... Because they know you
0: understand. Yes, yes, yeah. 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 I get that. Um You want to check on your clothes, or I don't know what yeah, the let's time is like. Let's do I go ahead.
1: These warehouse wages kill the ends. Introduction, man, I should have schooled it up when I was younger. Should have stuck the plan. Always had the dreams of being more self assertive And my kid's a teenager now. He needs the health insurance. So break my body, break, break my soul down. Just the All right. Clothes, uh, president accounted for.
0: Yeah, good. What you were saying about keeping, you know, keeping kind of boundaries in place so that you can kind of have the kind of conversations you want to have with people. It reminded me of, like, like, times kind of really early on in my journey where you kind of, you know, like, I was able to talk to you about things. And I always, like, really, really appreciated that whenever I think of, you know what I'm saying, knowing you. It was that, like, I could send you a message about some little crazy, dumb thing that was happening with me in this business and be looking to get your advice for it and you just hop on the phone and you just talk, you know what I mean, for hours. Um, how important is that kind of mentorship for you?
1: I didn't have it hmm. at all, um, not a, not a single drop. And so I do my best to try to be available to give it to people, I'm sure probably, you know, not as much as, as, as maybe somebody who who wasn't actively also still trying to create. Right. You know what I mean? Like, But uh,
0: but I mean, it's certainly in my situation, it was like above and beyond.
1: Yeah, but I liked you.
0: Right. Above, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean? And I could tell that, but just like, oh, it was like, man, was, that's super you know, cool. You I know? was a
1: fan of your art. I was a fan of you. Um. And there's other people that I, I'm like that with, but there's also, you know, there's just sometimes people who I'm not that close with or, or even random people who I've never met before. You know, I try to be as available as I can to talk about certain stuff. But, you know, there's lines that have to come with that because right. I also have to work in this world and, 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 and raise kids and, and do other things. So I, I can't be, you know, available 24-7. But I, I try to be there, man, because I feel like I feel like there's certain stuff that that, that, that me and my friends have learned that have never really been added to the... um the overall history books of the industry Mm. things that are still kind of like un unspoken un unthought of unsaid shit because it's 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 coming from a group of people who are trying to do it themselves and it's an ever evolving kind of a situation you know what i mean and so it's like i i you know i try to talk to people about the experiences i've had but i also always try to preface it by saying hey these experiences were had at a different time times are different so just take what i'm saying It, it ain't By any means, this this is not how it is. This is just, you know, what I can inform you of my experience.
0: Uh, Your music very much seems to reflect who you are as a person, but I always ask people this. Is there any difference between Sean and Slug?
1: I mean, I'm sure there is. I don't know if I'm always fully conscious of it. You know, there was a time when there was a definitely Definite difference, you know. What era was that? Early era. Okay. You know, uh, I, I, Sean was like the guy that my mom raised, right? And Slug started to become this weird caricature of it, the version that was on the road.
0: What did you play up in the caricature?
1: Uh, I just, I, I I pretended to be cooler than I was. I see. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I, I fell for it. I was drinking my own Kool-Aid, and I thought I was super I was cool guy I was the life of the party I was the guy that girls liked I was you know all of so you would
0: play up the caricature and then in real life um start to buy into it yourself
1: yes I I I definitely uh right around probably like 2003 2004 I fell for it you Mm. know I was in it heavy you know what I mean like and then uh you know and then and then life comes along and smacks you in the face and reminds you no 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 You you are still the dude that your mom raised. And so then I tried to take the pendulum and swing it the other direction. And I think that was where I think people maybe saw a change in um, even in the music. Right. You know, I was like, you know what, let me let me get this back to to the Sean side of things, you know. And since then, I've been there.
0: Is this around the time of maybe Lemons? Yeah. Okay.
1: definitely. You know, I would say this was um, actually probably around the time. When I was touring, you can't imagine, you know, just a series of events um, involving like my father passed away. Um, I became ill for a little while. Like there's a series of events and and also just sort of like, you know, prior life decisions, Mm -hmm. poor decision making smacking me in the face too, you know, that just kind of took me and and just kind of reminded me that I'm really lucky to be here. And I need to take it more serious. Wow. There's a lot of people that would love to be in the position I'm in, and some of those people, if in my position, would do amazing things with that. Mm-hmm. And so, what do I got to do to do amazing things with that? And it no longer meant make a awesome record and have an awesome show. It started to turn into me going, well, you know, there's a little bit of a responsibility to 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 do the Spider-Man thing. You know what What's I'm saying? What's the Spider-Man well, thing? You, you're given this fortunate situation. You're right. given these powers. You got to figure out how to use them, whether how small or not. You got to figure out how to use some of that for good. And I think a big part of that was when I became more approachable to other artists, mm. and I became more like, well, here, yeah, let me let me tell you what I experienced. You know, more mentorship, all of that kind of stuff. Also, all of the the writing, I started to try to dig deeper, mm. if I could. For writing and not just into the shallow caricature of of slug but like actually pass that into sean and into talking about some of my life experiences through narratives you know what i mean like push myself to try to figure out how to write like actually write not just write rhymes right you know what i'm saying but actually write for i don't know why it just felt like what i needed to do i felt like i needed to to take this somewhere that was Bigger than slug, you know.
0: Did making that choice was did you start to see a direct benefit in that? A direct what? Benefit was there a direct reward in making that? Yeah, choice? my life got better, a
1: hundred percent better. You know, when I quit living out the caricature, and when I made decisions to step away from just certain types of decision making, the drama in my life went down. You mm. know what I'm saying? the 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 frustrations in life went down. I became way more in touch with the resources that I'd been able to compile and what I could do with these resources. You know what I mean? Like I just became a lot more focused.
0: There is, like I listen to a lot of stand-ups talk to each other kind of about um, making these sorts of life changes. And, and in that realm, there seems to be, it seems to go along with that, this fear that if, okay, if I take away these behaviors these actions that i feel like give me my edge then am i gonna make myself less funny am i gonna is my art is my creativity gonna suffer in some way did you ever have any fears like that
1: creativity doesn't suffer it just mutates right it changes into different things when your creativity is on lock and on on is is synced up with people that's a beautiful thing right When it's not synced up with people, that's just another thing. Mm -hmm. You're still a creative, and I don't think that that can go away. Um, I don't believe in writer's block. I don't believe in you suffering creatively due to life experiences. What I believe is it might alter, it might shift, and it might not sync up the way it used to with those people. It might sync up differently with some different people. I think with comedians, Here's the problem with comedians and rappers, is that when you're in it, you're rapping for other rappers. Right. When you when you're in it, you're telling jokes for other comedians. Mm-hmm. So you're in bars, and you're surrounded by bars and people who hang out in bars, and you're kicking it a lot more often. Yeah. When you when you do, I mean, let's let's just call it what it is. When you finally back away from that life and try to work yourself into other parts of life, you don't suffer creatively. It just, it affects you creatively. Right. It changes the it frequency changes of your output in terms of like. changes the frequency of the output. And it's a weird thing because maybe now other MCs ain't going to fuck with your music or other comedians aren't going to fuck with your jokes, but you just entered into a world of way more people right. that could relate than the people who are relating to me rapping about being a rapper on tour. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? Like, and so when I got away from rapping about being a rapper on tour, there's a certain group of people that were like, ah, oh, you know, I liked that. I was into that, but you can't hold yourself to appeasing them. You know what I mean? Like, right. I can't, I could rap about that forever. It's easy. I lived it. I know it. Right. But I can't let that define me or define you anymore. And if that means that we're going to separate, that's peace. That's truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's a that's natural. You know, it's way different than us separating because you find out that I, I kick puppies or us separating because you found out that I, I, you know, did some dirt. We separate because you're right here. I'm right here. No big deal. You Do you
0: have me? to have a certain measure of faith that people that enough people will go along for the ride with you? Or do you have to be willing to just cut, like if everybody don't fuck with it no more, so be it.
1: I feel like if you ain't, if you can't take that risk, then you ain't even making art to me. Mm. Like, where is your risk? If you can't take the risk of losing your audience, then all you're doing is pandering at a certain point. Right. Where, you know, and so to me, that was never something I was afraid of because I feel like I've had to do that two or three times in the past prior already anyway. Right, right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. I went through the, you know, when I came out with Overcast, man, I was just, I just wanted to hurt people. You know what mm. I'm saying? And then I, I became friends with the Anacon dudes and and that was a risk right. in itself. Yep. And then kind of backing off from them was another risk because I'd established a fan base within that community, Right. you know, and then. From there, I put out a record through Epitaph. You know, it's like it's been a series of me going, hey, this might wreck us. Hey, let's see if this wrecks us. <laughs> and it don't.
0: You want to check your joints again? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: I had a rough day, but that's life. It happens. Woke up on a dark side of my mattress. I guess I forgot to set my clock. Overslaps, almost lost the job. Been to top it off. I'm kind of hungry. But can't eat till I find my money. It's in my wallet, but my wallet ain't in my pocket. Can't remember the last time I saw it. And they don't want me in a bad mood. Afraid that it'll spread and everyone to catch attitude. They got them all.
0: What's something? And we'll, we'll end with this. What's something you learned about yourself in this journey that you don't think you would have gotten if you chose a different path, like
1: a different job? Oh, wow. You know, I mean, are you asking, like, what have I learned about myself or just in general? Um, I, I would like to focus on you. I would like to focus on you. I guess I, I never really knew... You know, when I was younger, I liked attention. And I did what I could to get attention. But in my crew, when I was younger, I wasn't necessarily one of the leaders. Mm. I was like Little Sean, uh, the the third dude on the left that cracked jokes and had, you know, a big mouth. Raphael from Ninja Turtles. Joe Pesci. I was the Joe Pesci of the crew. And this music and, and, and my... I guess, you know, my experience with it taught me that I, I can be the De Niro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The like lead,
0: You can be the lead.
1: I don't know if the lead is the right word, but I, I have the capacity to, to actually do problem solving and to think my way around things. And, you know, even when I first got involved, I was still just kind of following the party, following friends to following a party to following, you know, To now where I just, it's not a follow thing. I just, I survey, I figure out what I think is the best way to go about it, and I I get whatever's got to be done, done, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just didn't know that. I I, I was ready to embrace the workforce and be a a great worker, be, you know, and and, and get my money and get my my benefits and and take care of my family. And like my dad, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to, I just wanted to, we all just want to outdo our predecessors. So I was just shooting outdo my dad, you know what I'm saying? Like. I, I I was fortunate that I was able to kind of really see the type of potential that I think maybe people saw in me when I was a kid, but mm. I just never exercised. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just I was too busy fucking off. You know what I'm saying? I was too busy cracking jokes and too busy hanging out with dumb fucks. You know what I'm saying? And so this showed this gave me a second chance. Mm. I didn't go to college. I, I graduated high school, but kind of just barely. But not because I Couldn't do it, but because I didn't care, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I I graduated. I I went and got work, and then when rap came along, it was like a second chance at fucking trying to be excellent at something. You know, trying to
0: like apply yourself, trying to to apply myself. You
1: know, just doing your best to do your best. You know what I mean? Like, and so I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Is is that you know I don't I don't know that I would have had that second shot at life. Wow. You know, I think that, and I'm not complaining. I loved. Driving trucks, man, sure. like it's an amazing career, and I, I feel like that's exactly what I'd be doing right now. You know, if I wasn't if I wasn't doing this, I would be I would still be trying to travel. You know, uh, but this has not nah, just allowed me to figure out how to take care of myself and then take care of my family but I've also been able to you know help other people take care of themselves and take care of their families by not by handing them things but by sh- just allowing them to live out their shit and live out their dreams and chase their dreams like you know what I mean Yeah. platform yeah yeah
0: wow anything else you want to tell the folks
1: oh man <laughs> check I really, me out I'm going to try and get my own really, podcast it's a really can cool he, laundromat by be, the way this is a cool laundromat yeah. I want to tell people about this podcast I got dropping <laughs> I'm going to start a podcast sick I'm inspired because if I could just sit in a laundromat and talk like once a week with somebody that'd be tight it's a, it's a decent angle
0: and and you would be surprised the shit you can get away with at laundromats man they really don't care <laughs> you know what I mean they don't give a damn you at sound all. like
1: you speak from experience a little
0: bit Yep. a little bit well uh, thank you for your time sir likewise thank yeah. you peace so ladies and gentlemen that was my talk with Slug Man, that was a very cool and candid conversation done while he washed his various underwears in a public place. Appreciate having him on the program and appreciate his uh, his uh, kindness in general when it's come to me. Uh, this is episode 51 of Secret Skin. Thank you guys for subscribing and rating and all that stuff on iTunes and letting people know about the program. Please continue to... Um, Rate, review, subscribe, let people know. Um, what else should you do? You should support our sponsors. You should definitely support our sponsors because they help us to keep the program coming to you. Um, and, you know, it takes a lot of work to put these together, believe it or not. It may sound a little haphazard, but uh, like I told you guys, I have celebrity editors, okay? Celebrity editors. These people have very... Um, have a lot of demands okay so support our sponsors help us get more even Uh, oh yeah I told you guys I would play you some more audio off of my upcoming album Hella Personal Film Festival this is a piece of audio we put out last week called Admitting the Endorphin Addiction Uh, this is for me and Paul White's new album that we want you to uh buy and pre-order and uh pre-order some more pre-order the digital the vinyl and the cd um all of that stuff just uh it's good if you're gonna buy it go ahead and uh press those buttons now it uh helps everything when people know that people are going to buy stuff because people started buying stuff as soon as there was an opportunity to (sighs) weird magic is this capitalism very very weird magic that's enough out of me reporting live from a hotel room with a step and a gate in las vegas i will see some of you guys in austin i bet Um, and i'll definitely see you all next week on secret skin And, and get so high that voices fail I heard that when you in a fucked up space no one can hear you signal help. I tried to set them straight and told them myself medicate all they saw was a glitchy video but then I never show my cards instead I write for stealth blah 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 cries for help all this belly aches just to say my belly's hurting after all it's all in all. but in in maybe every Scorpio is predisposed to never feel as whole As the first time they felt in love. up all the mistletoe, you'd really be surprised how innovative I can get when left alone, and once them cravings strike, I know I should say goodnight, wrong for them endorphins got me singing everything except for that white knuckle rodeo, and failing fills my holy hoes, Stepping at my phone wondering how endorphins travel via screen, as I feel my withdrawal, I understand them 90 songs, rap music is ruining me. I always want to lose my favorite part. Giving away the
1: control, you got it.